2018, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Aaron Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season three, episode 13, Northern Lights. Northern Lights. This was written by Gina Fattori, um, directed by Jay Tobias, who directed episodes of Homicide Life on the Street and Chicago Hope. Yeah. Um, It originally aired on January 26th, 2000. Okay. The description from Wikipedia Dawson, lacking inspiration, makes the radical move of dropping out of film class to spend some time reevaluating his life. Back at the bed and breakfast, Joey is torn between attending Pacey's opening night and her date with AJ, who has come to Capeside for the evening. At the play, Andy must take over as director when Mr. Broderick falls ill. Jen agrees to meet Henry, but she throws him another block by bringing Grams as her date. That's it. <laughs> it's weird that they like center it on Dawson when he's like kind of like the C storyline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I mean that all happens. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely it's, an accurate one. So yeah, like okay, okay, all right, all right. So um, my history is mysteries. On January twenty sixth, two thousand, the rap metal band Rage Against the Machine plays mm-hmm. in front of Wall Street. Prompting nice. an early closing of trading due to the crowds. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Um, January 30th, 2000, Super Bowl 34. The St. Louis Rams win the NFL championship for the first time since 1951, defeating the Tennessee Titans, 23 to 16. Hmm. Um, January 30th, 2000, Kenya Airways flight 431 crashes off the Ivory Coast into the Atlantic Ocean, killing 169. Oh, my God. Yeah. And not to be outdone, January 31st, 2000, Alaska Airlines flight 261 crashes off the coast of California into the Pacific Ocean. All 88 passengers and crew are killed. Oh, my God. I don't even remember that. Yeah. It was that the Alaska Airlines one was from... It was, I think it was from somewhere in Mexico to Portland, I think, or something. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So January 31st, 2000, Dr. Harold Shipman is found guilty of murdering 15 patients between 1995 and 1998 at Hyde, Greater Manchester, England, and sentenced to life imprisonment. The subsequent, the subsequent inquiry considers him to have killed at least 215. Oh, my God. How did he kill him? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look that up whoa but yeah that's bad um the number one movie is still next friday cool and for them that's awesome (laughs) yeah and the number one song still hanging on at number one what a girl wants by christina christina aguilera xtina great well she wasn't xtina yet but what a great time in media (laughs) Next Friday and Christina Aguilera. Damn. <laughs> just, just uh, so good. So good. Um, so, yeah, Aaron, that's what's going on. Um, in Dawson's Creek, we're going to open at Joey's house. Yeah. Again, we opened last episode at Joey's house. Yeah. And 
Joey and Pacey are running lines for um, Pacey's play. Yeah. So the play is Barefoot in the Park by Paul Simon. Um, mm. Also, we're supposed to get in this scene a song by Savage Garden called Affirmation. <laughs> That's what's supposed to be playing. Amazing. Um, just peak 2000. Um, Absolutely. Also, yeah. have to more peak 2000. I have to point out Joey's shirt, which was a long sleeve shirt with like this fake business on it. I don't know if you remember. There was like a real like a real like move in the late aughts, early 2000s, early aughts to like have like fake businesses like roller <laughs> rink, you know, like so and so roller rink or whatever, like on it's your like- shirt. It's an appropriation of like um, Asian culture, you know, like how in Japan they use a lot of English words or like Mm -hmm. that was really popular. Mm -hmm. And then like in the late 90s, early 2000s, they're like, let's just put a Chinese character on it. Let's do like some bamboo and like, yeah, let's use some, uh, you know, English words together that don't make sense for a fake company because that's part of the culture in Japan, you know, and you're like, oh. Yeah, and I, I, I seem to remember that Urban Outfitters did one that was insanely racist oh, about yeah, like sure. a a laundromat that with a Chinese name, I think, and it was like everyone was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> this shirt, however, is from American Eagle Outfitters. Okay. I if I did not own the exact shirt, I owned many many that were very close. <laughs> I would like it. This was my aesthetic. The like kind of ironic t-shirts. That was my mm. real. I was a real proponent of that craze. Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. I anyway. mean, I was just like a Southern California, like Roxy Etney yeah. skater girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh the huge skater shoes with yeah. the long skirts. Uh-huh. Ooh. I remember it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a look that we all have to live with. Um, Absolutely. So Joey, like, they're, like, rehearsing these lines, and Joey's, like, gets to a line and goes, no, no, I am I'm I'm done. done." The next part is all just cuddling and kissing and fuck that. I'm not doing that. And Pacey's, like, come on, like, you've got to help me. Like, you know, I'm going to get on that stage and, like, start and forget my lines and, and, like, you know, you're going to ha- laugh at me tomorrow when that happens. And she's like, um, she's like, Ooh, tomorrow. The thing is I was planning on going on Saturday <laughs> right. and he's like, what? Come on. You have to be there opening night. Like that's like, yeah, I want, you need to be there the first time. Like, you know, you need to see me fuck up and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What Watch the, hell? the props like, fall down. And like, what do you mean? Like, and yeah. she's like, I kind of have plans tomorrow. She's like, I and kind of have, I'm like, there's a guy that I And need. he's like, plans, huh? What? You don't have any other friends. Like, what? And he's, she's like, I mean, like, a guy yeah. I have made plans with. He's, she, he's like, what guy? What do yeah. you mean? Yeah. College guy? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, college guy. A.K.A. College guy. AJ. A.K.A. AJ. The guy who was a total dick to Joey. Yeah. And then talked her ear off about Ulysses for eight hours. And she and somehow, then like. And the last Whoa. minute asked so what do you like? <laughs> yeah. And somehow she's like, good, good choices. Good choices yeah. here yeah, for male um, companionship. And, um, and she's like, the thing is like AJ is coming to town and he invited me to see the Northern lights. Right. And Pacey's like, you can't fucking see them this far south. 
<laughs> okay, I did look <laughs> which this is up. Untrue. We yeah. can, you can see it in Anza Borrego, which is uh, a Near dark San sky. Diego. Yeah, it's a dark sky national park. Or I'm sorry, state park. And again, it's almost on the border of Mexico in California. Yeah, yeah. So it's that's great... like significantly far south compared to um, Cape Side. Right. I think the farthest south they've ever been witnessed is Honolulu from the thing right. that I read. So you know, it's it is rare. Um, yeah, and the, and the colors show up differently, yeah, and yeah. like it is a little bit different. But yeah, uh, yeah you could definitely. I think you can see it like. Yeah, yeah, I guess if I look at the parallel of Boston, I mean, you can definitely see it in Montana. It's like a right. similar parallel. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, so yeah. Pacey, though, is like not having any of it. He's like, yeah, come on. You can't do it. Like, meh, 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 meh. yeah. yeah. Like, and he's, he's like, Joey's kind of telling him about AJ and, and like what they're going to do. And he's like, eh, this sounds like an excuse to, to like remove your, Get pants. In your pants which i was <laughs> to like separate you from the potter oh well. pantalones this is such a thing in the 1990s and 2000s and i mean like to, to be honest all of history yeah, yeah. but like where it's like girls don't like sex Mm-mm. and they their goal in life is to fight off the men who are the only ones that like sex yeah. the only ones who are actively seeking out sex you know? absolutely is that and not the reality kind of- of your life and you can kind of then remember why this storytelling is like um, then makes it out to be like Jen so fucked up because right. like she actively <laughs> seeks sex and like, um, you know, yeah. uh, and that's like uncommon for it's unladylike. Women. It's unladylike. Yeah. Joey is the true hero because she is constantly fighting off sex and like I, I a while ago I talked about Joey's sexuality and like that I'm gonna kind of keep coming back to it and like don't think that I have forgotten about that right we are going to keep coming back to it right now she's like somewhat asexual <laughs> so yeah, 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 I totally. haven't talked about it a lot but like uh but you know I have a lot to say about how they treat Joey's sexuality on this show Absolutely. um and this and I think this is an excellent example right as it's like it's not even sex. It's like that she could possibly want to just like go spend time with another guy. Now, here's the deal. I, I wouldn't want to spend time with AJ. No, he AJ seems sucks. like a real douche. Yeah. He's an asshole and he doesn't give a fuck about her, you know? <laughs> exactly. But like, but like, there's also this part of me that's like, Joey going out with other people seems like a fucking great idea. Exactly. No, no. Her... She's 16. She should be exploring dating and like just seeing what's out there. Like she needs to expand her world. Like she's kind of like let like told Dawson to be free and to go. So she's kind of in a position where she's looking for, you know, to expand her world and her worldview. Yeah. And like this is part of it. Like, you know, going on a date with someone. (laughs) Totally. And PC's like, you know, Joey's Joey's like you know you can't fake a rural activity Pacey like he's not just like taking me out because and is gonna fake this like it's yeah, not yeah, fakeable yeah. and and Pacey's like you can fake anything like <laughs> and Joey's like if you're science like, is real yeah <laughs> thank you and she's like you know Pacey's like you can fake anything if, especially if you're an Ivy League egghead and you're like trying to make out with a girl like you can fake all this shit and right. you know he says that like the the prospect of the northern lights being in Cape Side are about as good as him like knocking it out of the park tomorrow and Joey's like call me crazy but I'll take those odds. Aww. And we go right to the credits. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we go to school Mm -hmm. and Dawson and Joey are walking and he's asking Joey, like, so what do you think? And she's like, I mean, whatever, it's fine. Just don't join the yearbook because it's already weird. Pacey's in the play. (laughs) Like I can't handle another (laughs) huge change, you know? Mm -hmm. And And like, just when like, when like Joey's like, you know, I think you're going to be bored in study hall, but like, whatever, do this. Yeah. Nikki comes flying up. <laughs> like, what the fuck, Dawson? I cannot believe you dropped film class. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And so we realize what they're talking about at right. this moment. And um, Joey excuses herself very quickly. She's, she's like, like gotta yikes, go. see ya. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And we find Nikki's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me? We have a project due in three days. So we find out that. He was partnered with Nikki to do a project mm-hmm. and he just dropped class without telling her. Yeah. What a dick. That's shitty maneuver, man. That's so fucked up. And, and Dawson's like, yeah, yeah, but like you could just ask the teacher for more time. Like, you know, yeah. like whatever. And that is true. But like, she's like, what? Like, no, no, no. I don't need more time. Like, I wanted to work on this project with you. Right. Like, you're the best person in the class. Like, I want to learn from you. I think we would vibe off each other and collab I want to collaborate with you right like I, I don't want to work on a project with someone who's just an elective because like they just, they need an elective they need an elective like you know yeah. I want someone who's like stoked on film I gotta I gotta say a few weeks ago when I watched that commentary with the Paul Stupin like uh-huh. the, uh, on the um the first encounters of the close kind yeah um he paul was like nikki was brought on as a romantic interest for dawson Mm. and i'm like okay as far as i can tell this is the closest we've really gotten to like a romantic yeah interaction interaction and it's her basically being mad that he has um yeah, well, I think this like class. we're supposed to think when she's like, I wanted to work with you, like you're the best in the class, mm-hmm. like in in a, in a different setting, you would take that as like a romantic, like, oh, that's so romantic. She's saying that. Right. But like, there's something about them that just comes across as like, as uh, contemporaries, not yeah. as like a romantic interest. But and I... I also like kind of think that representation is good. I agree with you a hundred percent that that represent- representation is good. But also like my thing is like, I would really love to have Dawson with someone who like really challenges him and like, mm-hmm. and, and sort of like pushes him to do better and go deeper and be better. And like, I don't necessarily think that Nikki has to be that person, but like, that is the role she's playing right now. And, you know, we can get into like, that's the role that we always make black women play on these kinds of shows. But like, it's like, I get the vibe to be honest that James Vanderbeek is pulling a a Molly Ringwald in, in pretty in pink where he's like, no, 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 I don't want this storytelling. Uh-huh. I I don't want it to be a love interest because like Joey is like the main love interest, you know, because he's yeah. not acting it like that. I he agree. doesn't take this like connection that they have and this shared like identity and this shared um, like, you know, goals and just cr- a creative um, process. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take that as like, oh, that's what I would want in a partner. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, I think you're right, absolutely, but I also think that, like, for me, as a viewer, I, like, really would no, like yeah, to you be would with like someone. That. Yeah, yeah, you want to see him with someone else, right. for sure, 
at least consider the option, you know? Absolutely. And like, yeah, so she's kind of mad. Like, I, you're the most creative person in the class and I wanted to work with you. And he like shows no remorse and he just walks away. He's like, now I'm the most creative person not in the class. Yeah. <laughs> and walks away. Yeah, fuck that. Super interesting. Yeah, I mean, whatever. And It is interesting. That storyline, hang tight. Um, so we go then to rehearsal where yeah. Pacey's having a hard time remembering his lines. Yeah, Andy's hella stressed out. <laughs> Andy's running around, yeah. And that- I mean, it's, I will say, as someone who did high school theater who was involved, uh-huh. this is like no, run of totally the mill. opening night chaos it's always chaos opening night i completely agree i mean i didn't do that but i was like yeah this obviously (laughs) checks out you know and jack comes up to andy and he's like oh shit you're gonna have to come with me i've got some (laughs) real terrible news yeah yeah and they he's like mr broderick is in the nurse's office yeah and they go to the nurse's office which like i never went to my nurse's office in high school so did it look like this it looks like a hospital room yeah it looks like the like there's like multiple like in harry potter or something yeah it's like all these hospital beds there's like hospital beds and like it's uh i was like huh i mean i didn't pursue that option in my high school i'm sure we had it but (laughs) like what okay and like he's just lying there like they think i have a kidney stone yeah (laughs) i'm going home right now yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's just like I, lol okay. like okay you know yeah. i mean as someone who had a kidney stone earlier this year yeah. like he would be in more pain than that to be honest yeah i remember you were in a lot of pain <laughs> yeah it was, yeah it was miserable yeah it was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah and he's like look to andy he's like look yeah. you're gonna have to do this on your own and and he actually gets nice to her and he's like to be honest everyone knows you were running the show and like, this was like your, your deal. Right. And, um, and he's he, like, but he's like, you know, um, cause, and he's like, wait, 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 you can't not come. Like you, it plays in eight hours mm-hmm. and he's, she's like, I got to sell tickets. Like I have the after party set up. Like I can't also direct the play. And Jack yeah. to his credit is like, I'll do the tickets and the after party. Like you do the direction. Right. And, and yeah. And Broderick does like give her this, like, you know, it's been your show all along. Like he has this like kind of acknowledgement that like he really did know what was going on, you know? Right. Yeah. And he like privately gets her credit, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah. And he like, he's like, here you go. And he hands her the director binder. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh shit, like yeah. you cannot be doing this. And Jack is just there giggling. Because <laughs> well, like he does this, he, like if, if there was any question about whether or not Mr. Broderick was a drama teacher, it is all answered right here because he like, is like, all I ask is that you think of me fondly <laughs> when the curtain rises and like, oh my God, get out of here. And Jack's like, this fucker. <laughs> and Andy's just like about to throw up. She's like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, so we go over to the hallway, yeah. and Jen sees Henry, and she starts calling like Henry, yeah. and he just starts running, takes off. <laughs> she's like, "What the fuck?" And so she like see, thinks like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna thwart this plan," yeah, and she yeah. runs in the other direction to catch him. She bumps right into him, yeah. and he's like, "Why the fuck are you trying to cancel our date?" Uh huh. And she's like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm not, I'm not, that's not I'm what not I'm doing. doing that. Yeah. And he's like, you've been ignoring me all week. Uh-huh. Every time you see me, you got to look on your face. I know you're trying to cancel. Yeah. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not canceling anything. Yeah. She's like, I'm I- just 
postponing. Yeah, I need a rain check. Because <laughs> he like, she's like, I'm not canceling. And he's like, oh, okay, like, what's not? up? Yeah. And then she's like, I need a rain check. I need to postpone. <laughs> she's like, I have to go to the, the opening of the play. I really want to support Pacey, my best friend. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, the best friends of the show. Yes. Um, and also like... Actually, that is a good reason to cancel it or to like postpone a date. No, no, and and Henry agrees. He's like, okay, great. Like, I'll go with you. Like, that would (laughs) be super fun, you know. And Jen's like, shit, I didn't think about that option. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, okay. okay." And he's like, what time's curtain? And and Jen tells him, and he's like, okay, I'll be there. And then and then in like the most unHenry move we've seen so far, stops and says, "Is that all right with you?" I know. I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and Jen's like, yeah, but like you can see on her face that she's like very hesitant about like this whole situation. Yeah, she thought that this would be a way to cancel the date. Yeah. And she didn't really think through <laughs> who Henry is, <laughs> yeah. how high school works. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, so we go to Joey's house and Joey is telling Bessie to get away from her with the eyelash curler and calls it a medieval torture device. And to that, I say a hard agree, gal, a hard agree. (laughs) So funny. I love it. And, um, (laughs) Bessie is like, I don't know, this, this is kind of creepy. I don't know if I'm comfortable with you going out with like a college dude. Yeah. This, I'm going to draw a boundary here. Thank God. Bessie's the only one (laughs) who's like that we've yet to see. I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. Older men, you know? Yeah. And Joey's like, look, he's only 19, I think. <laughs> well, and it's like, I, I had a, I had a moment with that. Cause I was like, okay, he's 19 and she's like 16. Like, yes, that is not a huge age gap. You right. know, they're going on a date. It's not like they're like sleeping together. Yeah. It's, you know, there's this part of me that's like, I get it. I guess there's the part of me that has been a 19 year old sophomore in college is like, you couldn't put me in a room with a 16 year old at that point. And like, I would have chewed off my fucking hand to get out of there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an experience thing. I mean, this is the complicated thing of these like little gray areas right. that like 16 to 19, 15, like, you know, that five year period. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, he's only like 20, he's under 21, you right, know, it's, right, right. it's super complicated for sure. You yeah. Know? And so they hear a knock on the door <laughs> and, um, Bessie's like, let Bodie get it. Like, come on, you know? And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then Pacey runs in. <laughs> well, they, cause, cause there's a knock on Joey's bedroom door then after they, they hear at the front door and Bessie answers it and then immediately shuts it. <laughs> in Pacey's face and she's like it's a boy but it's not the boy we we thought it was and like she opens it and Pacey's like uh can I can can I come (laughs) yeah 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 and Pacey starts spinning he's riled yeah he's like I tanked I knew none of the lines like this is gonna be a disaster and Joey really like she's like calm down you're just nervous like you know this play we went through it like yeah you know, and he and Paisley's kind of like, well, I know the play when I'm running it with you. And then says this like really hilarious line that I don't think they meant to be hilarious. But he's like, when I'm running it with you, I, I know it. But when I have to do it with actual human beings, I don't. <laughs> good, good one. And Joey's just like, calm down. Like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, it's going to be fine. You know it. Like, 
No. And yeah. She's trying to like be a calming force to him. And she apologizes to him for not being there. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm really sorry, but like, you know, and he's like, look, okay, there's going to be an after party. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come to that? You know? Yeah. And he, and, and he's then, like, you know, you're going to need a shoulder to cry. And when this Northern lights thing doesn't work out. <laughs> so he's and going he's, great. <laughs> and he's like, what's the deal with this science shit? I thought he was an English guy. Right. Know? Right. Cause and I'm like, fair point. Like this is fucking bizarre. Cause she's like, Oh yeah, well don't count on it. Cause like, you know, a rural activity and like starts into this like science lecture. Uh-huh. Paisley's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, yeah, this guy's a poet. And then Jen- Joey calls him a Renaissance man. <laughs> and uh-huh. like, I just, it's so relatable to me that she's like, so taken Mm-hmm. with aj but then also i'm like girl run run from this he sucks <laughs> i know and paisley's like oh oh great so we can bore you in six languages and joey's like no three three yeah english french and latin yeah and then pacey <laughs> says one of my favorite things he's like latin he's like you know spanish is the foreign language of the people but how why would you lose use latin like it's a dead <laughs> language and i was like i mean amen pace <laughs> It's like such a common thing for like SAT prep to learn Latin. I, I know, but phew, honestly, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. how much, how much more productive could we all be if we knew Spanish? You know what I mean? Like Latin right. is not help. Right. Not to sound like an American about it. Everything <laughs> is productivity. <laughs> but I mean, knowing a dead language is kind of wild, you know? I mean, it's just like, okay. Absolutely. Um, Although, like, is it dead? Don't, like, some churches use it? I don't know. Anyways. I mean, yeah, I mean, Catholicism used it until fairly recently. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think... I think some of the real traditional ones. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Anyways, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. They always say that. And you're like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure people still use it. But whatever. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Then we come to my favorite moment, which Bessie opens the door and says he's here about AJ. And Basie puts his hand on her face (laughs) and gently sort of pushes her back out of the door and is like, okay, okay, we got it. (laughs) Shuts the door. It's incredible. (laughs) Just great. Um, and he Pacey tries to convince Joey to bail yeah come on this guy he's just like gonna put on your coat he's gonna tell you look beautiful Uh and like you know then when he says he's gonna tell you you look beautiful he like really has a moment with it where he he looks realizes and he looks her up and down he's like damn she does look beautiful yeah exactly and he's like you know yeah he's gonna help you with their code and like you know Joey's like it's called being a gentleman, Pacey. I'm surprised you've heard of it, which is just yeah. like, wow, oh, what a perfect chef's kiss. <laughs> it's a chef's kiss. Yeah. Sorry. You can't see me. Aaron can see me do the thing. Um, they And then they like walk towards the foyer and Pacey's like, you know, I bet this he's just like trying anything. He's fucking yeah. throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what yeah, sticks. He's like, exactly. I bet it's like this party doesn't exist. And if it does, like he's going to seize the first opportunity to get you alone. And yeah. Joey just nonchalantly puts her hand on his chest and goes stay and then <laughs> yeah. goes to meet AJ. Yeah, she asks him to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does ask him to stay. She maybe tells him to stay. <laughs> Not sure what the request if there was a request at that point. Um, so then AJ literally does every single thing that Pacey said he was going to do. He tells her she looks beautiful. He puts on her coat. Um, 
and she kind of makes eye contact with Paisley as this is happening. Like, I know you can see this. And also I can see this <laughs> and I'm a little shy that like you just called everything that's going to happen, but you know, here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Pacey looks kind of moody about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely disappointed, but he also doesn't know how he feels like exactly. Yeah, totally. So we go out to a commercial and then we come back and we're at a super nice house yeah. And AJ brings Joey a drink. In a stein. In a stein. As as they look at the sky. And Joey's like, okay, well, like, tell me who these people are, you know? And AJ's kind of like, oh, well, the, you know, that guy owns the place. And he was, like, my mentor. And the rest are, like, grad students and left-leaning impoverished academics. <laughs> She's like, how do you know? And he's like, oh, couldn't you tell the cheap haircuts and the bad fashion? And I'm like, eh. <laughs> he's like proto hipsters yeah I, oh a hundred percent we're gonna have a big proto hipster moment in four seconds because he says <laughs> he takes a sip of his drink and he's like and the pretentious taste in beverage and then tells her that it's mead i know <laughs> i like aj i love mead i love mead too i think it's um <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's really good um i know and like um i think it's, it's novel like it feels so east coast because like i don't yeah, know like i guess i've school. had a lot of mean mead in maine and like new england you know <laughs> i went i the best mead i've ever had was in hawaii so oh amazing yeah yeah if you're in Kauai ever there's a great meadery there um so but he's like this was like pre the like you know, craft beer was just kind of like getting started. So these kinds of things were just kind of coming back. Um, So I don't know, maybe AJ is a before his time hipster or maybe (laughs) he's not at all. Um, Because he pours his meat out and tells Joey, this is what Beowulf drank before he slew Grendel. (laughs) And I'm like, oh boy, great date when you start talking about Beowulf. It's like Joey's like smitten by this because yeah. she like thinks that makes she hasn't him been like to college so yet. Charming. Yes, <laughs> she's like, oh my god, he's so smart. Uh-huh. Like you know, and you're like, I mean, you can make up shit about Beowulf too. Nothing's stopping you. <laughs> I mean, I understand that that's true. That like that is actually what happens in Beowulf, yeah. but also like, who fucking cares? Totally. <laughs> I say that it with a degree in English literature. Who like, fucking cares? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. And then she gets it back into the late nineties mentality uh, of like, wait, but don't college boys want to get high school girls drunk? Yeah. This and is so fucking she dark, is like, man. Yeah, she's like charmed by the fact that like he's not trying to get her drunk. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It, it this is this weird like the bar it, is it, in the goddamn floor, man. What it's, the fuck? Like, it's so fucked up. What I mean, this fuck? is one of those moments where the age really shows of the yeah, show, yeah. you know, and I'm grateful that we've moved past that and like allowed women to enjoy sex and to pursue it, you know, right. or at least like allowed it more so than than was then, <laughs> you know? And like that it would be charming that a guy wouldn't want to get a girl drunk instead of it being seen as a, a given. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. The bar has moved ever so slightly above the floor at this point. Yeah, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. So 
AJ's like, you know, oh, well, those guys who try to get girls drunk are like the guys with no imagination, which yes. like, I think is supposed to be cute. Like, I think all of these things are supposed to show us, you know, that AJ's a good guy. Yeah. But I'm like, meh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like, this is the reality of the Dawson Creek world is that yeah. the good guy is the one who isn't actively pursuing sex in terms of their definition of good guy. Yeah. And like, as we just personally don't feel that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pursue what you want to pursue and get consent before you do it. Well, yeah. I mean, ultimately it's like, <laughs> you need to have a healthy relationship with sex, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you need to be able to pursue it healthily. The, it's like, we don't believe in abstinence only education for a reason, right. you know, like just because you're not actively pursuing it doesn't mean that then when you are, you have a healthy relationship with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So people start to go inside. Uh, oh, cause yeah. So people start to go inside and then they're like, oh, there's cloud cover. So like probably not great viewing conditions. And AJ's like, but you know, it could clear up before midnight, which is the best time for viewing the Aurora Borealis. Hmm. I did not look up whether that's true or not. Um, so Joey's like, oh, so we got, got to wait in store. Yeah, she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> we sounds like we've Midnight. got a long time. <laughs> yeah. Didn't tell me about this part, you know? Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, it's kind of cold. Maybe we should go inside. Yeah. And then AJ's like, like yeah, why we- don't we go for a walk? You know, like, it'll be hella boring in there, you know? But it's also the same thing that Pacey said to her, um, right. which is like the first chance he gets, he's going to try to get you alone. Right. So but I like, mean, it's also a parallel to um, Ethan asking Jack to go for a walk, you know? Oh, absolutely. But like, I'm just saying in the context of this episode, Joey like has, the, has had this like implanted in her mind from right. Pacey that like, t- that like AJ is going to do all these things to try to like right. get in her pants or whatever. Totally. And then like, he has done and, like, every we, single thing that Pacey has said. We know that Joey has no street smarts. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. She right. will always go to a secondary location with a man. Yeah, sure. Alone. Sure. Uh, alone, you know. Talk and to so you with like, the window open when there's a serial killer yeah, on the loose. she'll roll the window all the way down mm. <laughs> when there's a sketchy-ass serial killer nearby. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I do So, know. like, on the one hand, like, I don't think, like, going on a walk with a dude who you're on a date with is bad. But, like, no. I can see why... Pacey is a little bit nervous at this prospect of Joey doing it. Yeah. He did have to save her from a long haired rando dude. Yeah, that's true. At a beach party. That's mm-hmm. true. I also want to say that, like, my biggest concern is the fact that these people are spending a lot of time outside in January in Cape Cod. No, it looked hella cold. It looks freezing. <laughs> I mean, so. um so then we go back to the play after they go on their walk and And dawson's like checking in to get tickets and from and jack is selling the tickets and andy comes up and she's freaking out (laughs) yeah and and she's she's like like, where's pacey yeah she's like dawson do you know where pacey is and And like she's like it's 20 minutes to curtain like i can't find him and jack's like well you know i saw him come in earlier yeah, like so he's, he's on here. the premises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dawson's, and Dawson's like, like, okay, I'll go look for him. I'll go look for him. Yeah. Like, you know, he's being a good friend and it's totally. actually really sweet. And Andy's super thankful. She's like, don't look, find him. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and, and she's like, but in like this really charming Andy way, you know? Yeah, like OG Andy way. Yeah. And like Andy's like, you know, just tell him, like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm not mad. I'm not going to kill him till after the show. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll also have to say, Jack looks like such every gay theater kid I went to high school with. Like they have Amazing. this like fitted turtleneck that I'm like, that was that was <laughs> like, like the nineties gay kid in theater. That's <laughs> that was the look. They've perfected it. Perfect. Um, and so we cut to Dawson finding Pacey shooting hoops in the, you know, basketball gym yeah yeah yeah. and we're like what this doesn't make any sense and Pacey's like how'd you find me and Dawson's like I mean you forget that I know you really well and we're like I guess we're gonna go with this but like what you know and we're getting a flashback to the detention episode well so I wanted to say like this is definitely not the gym for the, the right. detention episode. It's a total, it's like brick. It's totally different. Yeah. yeah so yeah, like, totally. I don't know if, <laughs> I mean, I understand logically that like they just, yeah, they there just was a different set or like exactly there was a different location. Yeah, exactly. But like, I'm also kind of like, okay. Yeah. So this high school just has multiple gyms all over the place. Um, and Pacey's like, last time we were on the court together, I got my nose broken. So, um, shocker, Dawson still does not apologize for that. He's like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. He's like, you got a show to do. (laughs) And Pacey's like nervous and Dawson's kind of like, okay, well, like, what are you nervous about? You've acted before. You've acted before. And Pacey's like, yeah, but don't you remember how hard it was for you to get a good performance out of me? You know? And Dawson's like, fair point. Yes. Mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm. And, um. And Dawson's like, but like, do you, and, and then Pacey's like, and also I have to, I have the risk of potentially disappointing Andy, you know, my ex-girlfriend. Right. And Dawson's like, fair point point. as well. I didn't think about that, you know, but (laughs) Dawson's like, look, do you like acting? Yeah. Like, I feel like this is Dawson's like good director moment. Yeah. He's like, do you, are you having fun doing this? You know? And Pacey's like, well, yeah, I mean, I was blackmailed into it, but like, I'm actually like having fun. And then he's like, I'm having a blast. Like, he's really like, okay. And Dawson, like I said, good director moment tells him, okay, well, go have a blast on stage. Like, that's what matters. Yeah. He's like, do what you like, you know? Yeah. And Pacey is like, wait a minute. How are you feeling? Like, I kind of thought you'd be spinning about Joey's big date with AJ. Yeah. And, and Dawson, like, he does, like, <laughs> get shook for a second, you he know? Misses his sh- he's, he's shooting a basketball and he misses. Yeah. <laughs> and he grabs and then the he, ball. like, tries to, like, pull it together and act yeah. like he doesn't care. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's fine, you know? Well, because Pacey's like, what if this guy's a sex maniac? Exactly. This weird, <laughs> you know, Yeah. Thing. And, and Dawson's kind of, like, in a complete reversal of, like, 207, where he, like, just like was all over Jen about the fact that Chris Wolf wanted to have sex with her. Uh-huh. He's like, Joey's a big girl. She can take care of herself. Yeah. And, and Casey's I- like, wait, Joey is the girl whose fate is linked to your own and you don't give a fuck. Okay. Two things I want to say. I like this Dawson, this Dawson uh-huh. that's in the gym. I really yeah. like him. I think I love that. Like he seems to have grown a little bit in dealing with Joey. I love being a good friend to Pacey. Love it. Love it all around Pacey. The thing that he says about like, you know, we're talking about Josephine Potter, the girl whose destiny is linked to your own. I just feel like all of these characters are like willing this connection into existence. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, they just have to say that stuff. But like, 
it's not it's like it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy right like because you keep saying it right it like has to be true and right. i don't think that actually it does have to be true right but i i, I definitely <laughs> agree with you but i think this is a little bit more pacey being the one who's always calling out dawson oh, sure. you know yeah like wait this is how you feel because right. you've told me this you've made it clear right. to me and to joey and to yourself so like, wait, how do you feel about that? You know, right. and like, and it, it, I think it's a, half that and then half what you're saying, because Pacey's going through this complicated, like inner turmoil about his own feelings, feelings. about Joey, you know, yeah. and he's a little bit like, wait, but do you care if she dates someone else? Right. Like, right. I'm, I'm in the data collection phase, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and Dawson's like, it had to happen eventually. Yeah. You know, and, and like, I think Dawson is lying, but he's trying to say what he wants to be true. Yeah, like, I think he is like, I want us to move forward in our relationship. And even if the thing Pacey said, like, jolted me a little bit or made me feel yeah. a certain thing, like, okay, I'm fake it till I make it. I'm going to fake exactly. it till I make it in this. And I think you have to do that when Absolutely. you're in this situation where you're like trying to be friends with someone where you have like a you know, past romantic history, mm -hmm. but you don't want to pursue that anymore. And there's still some lingering like, oh man, like, you know, whatever. But like, I've, it's like, I've decided we're not together. You know, I guess yeah. it's like, maybe I shouldn't have talked shit on what Gail said, yeah. you know, but like, uh, where it's like, you choose every day not to be together. <laughs> I mean, well, but but I think you have to like, you have to like remind yourself of the choice you made. You yeah. Know? You know what? It's funny when I, when I first like started being a vegetarian when I was like 15, Mm -hmm. I remember like going to McDonald's or something and then like ordering a chicken sandwich and realizing like, oh God, I'm not eating this anymore. And like, right. and it, it's like your brain has to kind of catch up, you know, it's like, right. it's that yeah, kind yeah. of thing where you're like, now, I mean, I would, first of all, you know, never go to McDonald's, but <laughs> if I did, I like, that's not a thing that I even think about. Right. <laughs> I don't even look at that part of the menu. You know what right. I mean? But like when you're well, it's first, not part of your muscle memory anymore. Right. But when you're first kind of like getting out, like being like, okay, I'm going to make this change. It's like you, right. you kind of have to remember to make the change, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, exactly. so I think it's less about like, we choose to not be together every day and more like we have to remember the chain, the, the choice that we make. Exactly. Made, you know. Yes. Yes. And so. hold our own selves accountable to our own decisions <laughs> we've made. You know. Yes, I do. Um. So we go so, inside the auditorium then, and Henry walks in, and uh -huh. Jen is like, "Hey, Henry, over here!" Like, and Henry's like, "I thought we we're gonna meet outside," and she's like, "Oh, I thought like we just the first person would come get seats." You know, right, and you're right. like. No, this is pre pre cell phone. So Henry's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and and he's like, she's like, and um, have you met my Grams? <laughs> <laughs> and it's very and, clear that Henry did not know Grams was coming, and Grams did not know that Henry was coming. They're both shook, and Grams, God bless her soul, she just. <laughs> blows Jen's cover uh, calls her out entirely it's like, like I I'm not participating in this if you told me if you had told me Henry was coming I would have let you two um be, yeah, be alone. alone like what you know right 
I do want to just in, a, in this moment say like I'm. It's so sweet that Grams is there. Yeah, I know. Like For she's Pacey. supporting Pacey. Yeah. Like Mitch and Gail aren't there. No, and he's like their son. I know. Yeah. Well, so, and, uh, I agree. and that was like really endearing to me. Although I know that Jen was like, "Come to the play with me," but she yeah. still was like, "Absolutely, okay, I'll come see this." You know, Pacey Witter boy. Yeah. And, you know, Jen's like, oh, well, the curtain looks like the curtain's oh, going. Oh, shit. She, <laughs> she sits down and she makes Graham sit in between the two of them. I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, a bold move, Jen. That's a bold <laughs> move. <laughs> and so then we see we're backstage. We see the show going and, like, Pacey comes in, like, right before his entrance. And Andy's yeah. like... She's like, hey, Pacey, I sent your understudy into makeup 15 minutes ago. How could you do this to me? Yeah. And he's like, good, good. Like, I'm glad he's in makeup because I don't think I can go on. <laughs> and he's like, you're going on. And she starts, like, <laughs> grabbing him and, like, is grabbing props for him. <laughs> and it's like, okay. You know, and she's like, you know, I gave up on you knowing this word for word a long time ago. So just, like, get the gist of the play and get the fuck on stage. And she just shoves him onto the stage. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. No, it's so it's kind of like Jen did that to Joey in the beauty. Yeah, contest. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like absolutely not. Here you go, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sink or swim, kid. Please sing on my own. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or don't. Please don't. Please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so Pacey is on stage and like he's yeah. like super nervous and his co-star is like giving the line and he has a beat and then he delivers his line and everyone laughs and it's like you know we're you like okay kind of like ah, okay, sink into it, take a breath yeah 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 and then we go over to the beach yeah where Joey and AJ are walking and I was watching it with the um the subtitles on <laughs> Me too. so you yeah so they have this it seems like they're having this interesting conversation <laughs> about paying for college yeah, yeah. they but like, are but it's like yeah, yeah but like I never knew that before you can't you, can, you can barely can hear it yeah yeah and you're like whoa okay that's yeah. super fascinating like he you know she's like kind of getting into how like her financial situation mm -hmm. is gonna affect like her future you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. and he's like so the part we do here is like, so are you, do you want to go to an Ivy League school? Yeah. And she says like that she doesn't know, but like if she doesn't try, she's going to always wonder if she was good enough or smart enough to do something really important with her life. And I <laughs> hate that framing. I know. It's super fascinating. I, I know Julia and I've talked about this all the time, but yeah. like this just wasn't our experience. Uh -uh. And like I went to a school with a lot of rich kids too. And like, like, that wasn't the experience either because in California we have this college called Stanford. Yeah. We do. <laughs> and so to us, that's considered Ivy league. Yeah. I mean, California. and I would like consider Berkeley and UCLA. Like I think the UCs are Ivy like, no, absolutely. But I think in comparison to what they're saying, we yeah. consider Stanford Ivy that League. school. And so like, yeah. I don't know, it's just like this really interesting experience. Just like, and again, because like California is so fucking far from the East Coast. Yeah. Like you're looking at like a seven hour plane ride, right. three hour time difference. Right. It takes more than a day to get to Boston, you know? And like, <laughs> so it just like, it wouldn't make sense. It's not even the money. It's just like, you could get 
as good or better education closer (laughs) to your home. Yeah. And on top of that, there's something to be said for like what you want to do after college. And most people in California consider they are like, well, yeah, then I'll live in California for the rest of my life. (laughs) Right. Right. And I think there is something about like, and I don't know. I I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone in California, Sure. But and I also would like to just apologize my mother that to my mother that we were so nice to Stanford. I know it's the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom went to Berkeley. Um, so, you know, uh, my thing is more like the Ivy Leagues was never something that I that w- it was like never like imparted on me that like that was it. Right. You know, like it was like the University of California is a fucking amazing educational system. Yeah. 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 And we, sh- and like, you should take advantage of the fact that, you know, we have well, it here. Ultimately in California, we are the most socialist state. And we try to say, look, we have this public service this public good of mm-hmm. college. <laughs> and we're all going to agree to use our tax money to pay for it. Yep. And access to it is going to be determined on like, as much of merit as we possibly can have given our white supremacy, our patriarchy, mm-hmm. and you know, all mm-hmm. the problems we do have. Mm-hmm. And we try our best to have, you know, equity <laughs> in our higher education system. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm definitely it's not. not. Yeah. It certainly isn't. But it's like the best that we try to do and we try to change it over time to be more equitable. Um, Absolutely. And it's like it's a so it it is this really interesting thing. And like my boyfriend in college went to like the richest high school in L.A., Mm but he still went to my college, right. you know, and actually, interestingly, my, my brother's best friend in college went to the same high school right. as my boyfriend in college. And so, I mean, my brother went to Berkeley. Your so brother's like, Berkeley yeah. yeah. But like, so it, it, it's like even the richest kids in LA still go to state school. UCs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, where they're like, parents are like, Oh, to send you to a UC is half the cost of sending <laughs> you to high school. Yeah. Right. Well, and it's like, I think for us too, I mean, it's like, I get that, like, going to Harvard, there's a network that you buy into, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I do get that. And I get Mm -hmm. that, like, and that who knows what kind of price tag you can put on that. I think in some cases, there's probably a good price tag to go on that. Sure. I would argue that it's more in the post grad that that price tag really pays off with dividends, right? Is it's like, it's one thing I I just for, and I think this is a conversation that in the nineties wasn't happening as much yet Mm -hmm. because we weren't in the middle of this like debt crisis that we're in now. Yeah. We were kind of becoming the debt crisis. And like to more so it's just like, we weren't actually saying what is the value of college, Mm -hmm. you know, let's Mm -hmm. try to like define that Mm -hmm. so that we can determine how people can make this financial choice, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I think what AJ, so AJ tells Joey that she sounds driven and Joey Mm -hmm. says driven by fear of failure. And so this is like, this conversation to me is so interesting because like my question is why is Joey like, what if Joey went to UMass Amherst, which mm-hmm. is a fucking great state college? Right. You know, like, it's amazing. What if Joey was like, 
you know, I want to go to UConn or right. I want to go to, you know, these these colleges that are so wonderful, but are state right. colleges. Like my thing is like, I think that I think that on television there is a shorthand that comes with like Ivy League. It's like mm-hmm. we know you're a smart, determined you know, X, Y, Z person, if you want to go to Harvard, you're Rory Gilmore, if you want to go to Harvard, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, it's such an easy shorthand. So I get why this is like a, a storytelling that we get so often on television, mm-hmm. because it's such a simple shorthand. Right, you know, and, but I, I also there's this part of me that's like, have we kind of fucked ourselves? I mean, I completely agree. To me, I'm just like, can we dismantle this bullshit classism? Like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, her life, she wants to, like, prove that she's smart and, like, smart enough and good enough. And the only way she can do that is by getting into this, like, elitist bullshit school. Like, it it just, it's like a false equivalence, you know? Like, I want that for her because she wants it. But I don't think that that's a way to prove that you're good enough or that you're smart enough. And I mean, college does not equal success. You know, I mean, I yeah. I was having this conversation with my mom earlier today of like, you know, I think for me as an adult, it took so long to like reconfigure my thinking about what I, and, and really like be true to myself about what I thought success looked like mm-hmm. and then go for that. Right. So not to so so getting out from under the sort of thumb of like, this is what society tells us is successful. Right. Right. Like I'm 36 and I, you know, I don't work some corporate job where I make a tremendous amount of money. Mm -hmm. But the way I look at my job and my life is like I've built a company from the ground up. Yeah. And you have the life that you want. So isn't that a determinant of success? Right. Right. And it's like maybe society tells me that I should be like married with kids. And like that's the that is the goal to happiness of womanhood. And my thing is like to me, that's not. Yeah. And and maybe to someone else it is and that's fine. I'm like great, go for that. But like to me that's not. And it took a long time for me to get out from under that rock. You know, and I think Definitely. I think that that's like an interesting and I I know we've talked about this on the podcast too. Mm. That's what you spend like the years 22 to 26 realizing <laughs> that you <laughs> yeah. were like sold a bag of lies by society, you <laughs> yeah. know, and like that, like you're going to go to college and then your life's going to work out. And you're like, that could happen, but it's not like, it, it's not the actual, like, that's not a truth, you and, know? And just reconfiguring the way that you're thinking about things, like at a yeah, certain you're point, realizing, realizing that like, the, the term success has been determined and defined by the patriarchy, by mm-hmm, white supremacy, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, wait a minute, I don't think these things and I actually want to dismantle that. So what the fuck, you know, I mean, it's just like, okay, so these schools are good. Like, what does that mean? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a similar thing we're always talking about with the show. What does it mean to be a good guy? What does it mean to go to like this good school to be good enough to be smart enough? You know, like, can I just buy the sweatshirt and pretend? (laughs) It's It's just super fascinating, you know? (laughs) And again, like this feels super East Coast to me, you know, and even at the time it felt that way because like, I just like, I knew people that were super driven to go to Stanford and Mm -hmm. like that was their dream and their goal. And I definitely knew people like that. And so like I could understand like this drive to go to a certain college. Absolutely. But she has this drive to just go to this like group of colleges, which (laughs) is like that felt weird to me. 
Right. And I mean, perhaps, I mean, perhaps the answer the other week about what show we should do a podcast about next should be the OC. So everyone can hear us talk shit on California. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> because that one looks familiar, at least. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's a way in which and, and I don't know that I have like, I mean, obviously, I've spent a lot of time on the East Coast, but uh, but I, you know, I've never lived there. And I yeah. um. And I didn't grow up, certainly didn't grow up there. So there's a way in which this feels like a very East Coast conversation of like mm-hmm. the, the social status and the st- social status and the category, right. the categorization of like, if you don't go to these colleges, what does it mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And yeah, it's just interesting because, yeah, like in L.A., there's so many more like like or maybe in the West is just like, you hear the story of like Steve jobs didn't go to college, right, you right, know? Right. And like, so like a lot, we have a lot of industries like tech and even Hollywood where mm. like your degree doesn't equate to success. So like, <laughs> I mean, there's kind of a joke about USC film students Yeah, that yeah. like they don't, <laughs> if you go to that program, you don't really end up working yeah. in Hollywood. <laughs> interesting yeah mm, sorry don't sue me usc it's a, j- a joke that i heard on the street somewhere i'm just <laughs> repeating it definitely pay eighty thousand a year to go there <laughs> so oh, aj's yeah. like so AJ okay it's like an armchair therapist and he's like yeah that's pretty common um your fear of failure is, is pretty common for girls who you lose their moms young i was like is that a thing i don't no I mean I didn't lose my mom young thankfully but like I I I don't think that that's like a well-known thing yeah I mean a lot of people describe me as driven and my mom's still alive and kicking yeah same 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 um and Joey's like Joey then goes like Madonna which I I kind of love her for (laughs) I love the through line of them always referencing Madonna too like it's so awesome also remember Madonna was such a thing I mean not that she's not a thing now do not get me wrong (laughs) for my deep deep love of Madonna but like I feel like Madonna got talked about all the time yeah, I mean, she is, we don't know a world without Madonna millennials, yes, you yes, know, we don't. and also she was the first representation of like you, the media doesn't define you, you define yourself. Absolutely. And, and she was also like yourself and like sh- people talk shit on her changing and she didn't give a fuck. She's like, right. oh, you mean I, I can't grow and change and be this different like types yeah. of way. Yeah. And she you was know? such and a, so I think I mean, she was so famous. Like, I think it's hard yeah. to overstate how famous Madonna was. And then, like, she was so controversial. Yeah, I mean, she that, was really... Um, she pushed the envelope, the, man. Know, she, yeah, exactly. And, like, really introduced, like, the concept, much similar to what we're talking about, that, like, women can actively seek out and enjoy mm. sex. Mm-hmm. She got in a lot of trouble for saying shit like that. Yeah. But AJ retorts, not Madonna... I was thinking the of Bronte the Bronte sisters. sisters. <laughs> Good God. Oh okay. my God. It's just like <laughs> how much they're trying to sell us on AJ being smart is so annoying to me, to and be it, honest. Like even just, at the time it felt annoying. Well, cause he's know? just, and I feel like just like having been to college, he's just one of those guys who's like, let me download all the information that I know onto you immediately. Like, let me just start telling you random shit. It's, and it's yeah, like, it's okay. Like, 
Look, I'm a wealth of useless knowledge, so like yeah, you I are. can relate to as am I, yeah. him in in one aspect. Right. But like I don't, it just is super bizarre. They you didn't know? have podcasts back then, Aaron. They couldn't just sit here and like randomly bat or ramble on about this shit to people <laughs> that didn't have to that but were that were able Jeopardy. to fast forward. They that were able Jeopardy. to fast forward. Yeah, they did have Jeopardy. So all this stuff proves or like indicates. <laughs> to me is that he might be good sitting on his couch at Jeopardy. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I'll come over. He's smart nor not smart. You just have the ability to memorize things. Yes. Um, And so she kind of gets into this thing that we've like low key been wondering about. Yeah. And she's talking about art Art. and her experience with liking art. And she's like, for a while I liked art. And he's like, what? And you don't now? And she's like, well, the thing is like, I feel like I was doing it for other people to like see that I had a, other people to see that I had a skill and a talent. Mm-hmm. And, and, she, uh, and she's like, you know, I, I wanted to make them happy and make them proud of me. Mm-hmm. Like there's this person that you want to be for other people. And like, that's what I was doing. And like, then there's like me. And sometimes it's hard to tell where one ends and the other begins. And like, this is what I'm kind of saying, right. Is that like, mm-hmm as you grow up, you have to sort of start to assess where you're at and where your joy is and where your success is. And you, you know, I mean, it's a painful lesson to learn that you can't live for other people. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, if you're going to pursue a hobby, you need to make sure it's your own and you're doing it for yourself, you know? Um, or at least like you've found a home within that hobby that's Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? So it's like, I guess, art joey is over i don't know <laughs> i guess art joey is kind of over like maybe she still appreciates art but yeah. she's not gonna draw jack on the couch naked <laughs> yeah. anytime soon and... so then aj talks <laughs> about the northern lights uh-huh. and like then goes in for a kiss yeah he tells tells her that the 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 northern lights in medieval europe they used to think that the aurora borealis was the spirit of dead warriors and they start talking about what it actually is, which it has to do with like charged particles. Yeah. And Joey's like, well, that's not as romantic. And Angel's like, well, you know, from the particles point of view, inexplicably drawn to something, unable to resist. And then he like leans in and kisses her. And I'm like, this is not romantic. It really is weird. I mean, we're supposed to be like, ooh, charged particles, <laughs> charged energy, yeah. romance, kiss. And you're like, ugh. I mean, it's hard because, like, I wish we liked AJ because I want this for Joey. Like, her I feel the same someone way. else, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, I just, like, I don't, I, I think AJ is just such a weird character. And the way that they're, like, he's, like, you know, like a renaissance man. He knows so much about, like, medieval Europe, but also science, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever. And it, it just is so boring. <laughs> Great. Um, and, like, they pull away and Joey's, like, I just remembered I have to meet someone somewhere. <laughs> so we're supposed to think that this kiss made her think of Pacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because and AJ's like, wait, now? wait, what? You're going to leave? Like, what? Yeah. Okay. And he's shook. And I mean, we are too. It was yeah. like a little bit it's like, a little whoa, abrupt. okay. Yeah, it's abrupt. Okay. And so we cut over and the play's going well. Uh-huh. Pacey's killing. And, yeah. 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 And we're at, then we're at the after party and it's so sweet, Jack. Okay, wait, but I, wait, I gotta say, okay. <laughs> I did theater in high school. Uh-huh. The after party after most nights 
was at Denny's and we all <laughs> went to Denny's. <laughs> it's just like a group of people would be like, we're going to Denny's. <laughs> right. For those of you who don't know, Denny's is like 24 hours. So it was like, yeah, you know, at, super gross. you could go, it's disgusting in a great way. Yeah, yeah, but you could go at like 11 p.m. and yeah, I, like, I grew up in a grew small up in town, a small town or a suburb. It's one of the only things that's 24 hours, right? So, so you know, and it's in like, California, we don't have Walmart, so like, right? You know, yeah. So, so you went to Denny's, and, and like those poor waitresses, I really, I feel terrible for them. Um, but the last play, so. There, there was a rap party always right and that yeah. was like the big one and that usually was at someone's house yeah that's what I would have imagined I, I didn't do theater at all so yeah no experience <laughs> but so, I was like where are they so like they're at like a restaurant seemingly that has been rented out entirely for this right. after party and I was like <laughs> no <laughs> that is not that would not happen yeah, I guess maybe this is when we're supposed to think, be reminded that they go to like rich kids go there, whatever. I don't know. I, I mean, I like there's a part of me that like wants to call Gina and ask her like, is this where you actually had the rap parties for Dawson's yeah. Creek? Because that's <laughs> totally. what it seems. It seems like a Hollywood rap party. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like an opening night party, so it's kind of interesting. But yeah, yeah. So whatever, go with anyway, it. I guess. Yes. And like so. Jack brings Andy flowers and it's super sweet. And he's mm -hmm. like, you did amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. And she's like, you did amazing. You set up yeah. this whole party. Like, yeah. this is awesome. And he's like, don't go in about my people. So I'm not trying to hear it right now. He's like, <laughs> you not, don't go in about my people and our decorating skills. Yeah. I'm like, I, I have to say, like, I know it's a throwaway line, but like the moment that like as a queer person, you can start to sort of embrace the stereotypes and be yeah. like, okay I know like I'm gay right. and I'm good at design right, I right, get right. it like yeah, yeah, totally. there I've is got a like, great eye there's something there yeah exactly totally so, so we kind of we see Jen Grams and Henry come in and they say congrats to Andy and then Jen sees Pacey sitting yeah. alone at a bar and she's like ooh, and she leaves she's like why don't you two talk yeah Henry and Grams yeah you guys and go get some punch okay and she goes over to talk to Pacey and uh -huh. they're shook because they should be but yeah. like it is really sweet like yeah I Jen is such a good friend to everyone I just and fucking love it yeah so she goes over to talk to Pacey and and he's like thanks for coming yeah and she, he's like yeah I wouldn't have missed it for the world you know yeah and he's like not a witter in sight yeah yeah <laughs> and he's like you know but Dawson and Jack and you came and I like really appreciate that and Jen senses like, his like melancholy and is like but you know like, who's not here mm -hmm. and he's like who and she's like joey joey and she kind of calls him out you know <laughs> yeah because she's like, like well because like pacey's like well she couldn't make it she had a date and jen's like well she missed a great show and uh, and an incredible leading man yeah and i was like oh does that have a little bit of a deeper meaning like joey's missing an incredible leading man yeah like who's mm -hmm. cast in the role yeah and um yeah like a deeper meaning than just pacey as the robert redford character in barefoot in the park. right right right, yeah. right yeah and jen's like you know but you hardly noticed that joey wasn't here right yeah and, and he's then... like mm -hmm, hardly and then joey walks up behind them well and... yeah jen's like you didn't notice she was here yeah and Pacey's like, I didn't notice that. And Joey's like, who wasn't here? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and Jen's like, like, 
fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Pacey's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Pacey's like, no one. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. He's like kind of like, Shook, he's yeah. taken aback. Yeah. Yeah. That she's here. Shook. Yeah. And so we so, move over to this table where Dawson's sitting and Nikki comes up. And I think this was an outtake because Bianca Lawson is definitely laughing at, I think, this line. <laughs> As she says it, she's like, I come bearing crudite. Crudite. <laughs> so weird. I was like, okay. And she's just kind of like, what are you doing? You're taking this too far. Like, you know, I yeah, we talked about like you changing and like broadening your horizons, but I definitely don't think you need to drop your film class. And, and he's like, it's only an elective. Cause yeah, she's like, you know, Dawson, people shouldn't get disillusioned and give up the biz until they're like 25. <laughs> totally. Which is almost the exact age I got disillusioned and gave up that biz. <laughs> um, and she's just kind of like, I thought film is who you are. Yeah. And he tells her like, you know, after we had that conversation about like how there are so many different things to be passionate about, like I got home and I took all the movie posters off my wall mm-hmm. and he tells her this story. He's like, you know, I keep thinking about this, like this, this experience when I was 10 and my parents took me to see Jurassic Park and there was a guy in front of me that kept making out with his girlfriend mm-hmm. and <laughs> which like I went to Jurassic Park like oh, the weekend after opening or something like that there's no way you would make out in that movie there were fucking so many people <laughs> watching right. that movie i mean i guess you would if you were yeah, like maybe but you know you had strict parents and that was the only place you could go I you guess, know i guess but it's funny and then dawson's like i was so mad and i yeah. couldn't believe it and i like tapped him on the shoulder and said asked him to stop yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the thought of it made yeah. me laugh so hard i totally <laughs> told someone at a restaurant once that they were gonna die because they were smoking oh that's cute yeah. <laughs> totally but so you know and, and dawson's like the guy told me one day i'd get it but like this is the thing is like i'm not that guy like i still yeah. don't go to the movies to make out you know yeah. i like i'm this person who's so busy analyzing everything that i can't enjoy anything and like i can't i not having fun yeah so he's kind of saying like he wants to know what love is. I want to know who love <laughs> yeah. is. Um, and Nikki's like, well, where are you going to go to like look for this? Like, where are you going to go to look for this joy that you seem to have lost? And Dawson's like, I don't know any suggestions. And she mm-hmm. says, you know, where were you when you had it last? And right. kind of just leaves it there. Yeah, so I think this is like when we're supposed to think it's a, <laughs> a love connection. Yeah, you I know? agree. I agree. But it doesn't come across that way because the way Dawson smiles, it's like, she's like, when did you have it last? He smiles. And as the audience, we're like, oh, he's talking about, he's thinking about Joey. Absolutely. He's not thinking about moving forward. He's thinking about going back, you know? And like, it, it is interesting because like from Dawson's standpoint, he doesn't think he has anything to learn about film. Right. And that like I don't like that you know and I think that that's like as a 17 year old that's like not you should not be at that spot um I mean as a as a fucking 37 year old you shouldn't be at that spot like yeah I mean you should always be learning more and more knowledge is always there and you're Mm -hmm. never going to be an expert you know on something um and so that that is like interesting to me that his solution is like, nope, I'm dropping film class. I'm doing yeah. all the posters off my wall. I'm going to do something else, even though I am a filmmaker still, you right. know, right. and it 
it it's like interesting i guess to me one of the parts that feels so compelling is that dawson can't have multiple interests at once yeah yeah he can't keep going with film and be looking at other things he's like i have to like get this out of my life yeah and I mean, maybe to Jay's point, you know, this is where some of his like Asperger's comes in right. of like this singular focus. You know, I mm-hmm. know that is one of the the s- things that can come with Asperger's, mm-hmm. certain kinds of Asperger's is like this very singular focus. And I think like, OK, you know, maybe that's what we're looking at. Um, but right. Dawson really can't. I mean, he, you know, he for whatever reason does not have that ability. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Um, so we go back to Pacey and Joey. Yeah, and... they're talking and Pacey just like goes in and I just think this is totally inappropriate. <laughs> he's like, did AJ kiss you? <laughs> yeah, because he's like, what are you doing here? Did he bail on you? And and he, she's like, no, no, it, it was getting cloudy and like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he kissed you, didn't he? It's like very weird. I don't like this. Well, because I, I just don't think that that's appropriate. It's much similar to Joey asking Jen if she was a virgin in the pilot. I just sure. like, what? Like, come on. These are things that you can volunteer, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, Joey gets a little snarky about it. Like, she doesn't say yes or no. And then Pacey's like, well, I can tell by your lipstick that he kissed you, you know? And well, Pacey like, tells her she that AJ would have to be a moron not to kiss her, which right. is like. I mean, a somewhat, there's something like very flattering about that line, mm-hmm. like that he's like, he'd have to be stupid not to kiss you. Um, but then he's like, your lipstick is smeared on your face, which P.S. it is definitely not. I know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Pacey then asks, like, are you going to see him again? Yeah. And Joey starts to spin about her insecurities. And like, I think yeah. that this is like, I actually like this representation where mm-hmm. she's just like, we really don't have anything in common. We're at different places in our life. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he's in college. He's super like, he's on this, like to her, she sees him as super smart, but really he's just like at this different level yeah, you know, yeah. than her. And she's yeah. like, I just live in a small town. I'm in high school. He's in college. Like this, I don't really see how this would work. Well, you know? like he's far away and I can't drive. Like how, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, the, and, and I just think that this is like, it, this is the way I felt was like, yeah. okay, you can have a crush on someone who's 19 and like, maybe, yeah, they come to your town, you see them and you kiss them. But like, yeah. what, what, else is no. available you know I like, think that's a totally fair question and Joey sort of follows this up and ends it with like and how could I ever feel about him and she sort of trails off and Pacey goes the way you feel about Dawson yeah and Joey says I was going to say the way I felt right so this is like a huge moment <laughs> huge huge yeah because because we've seen like Joey being so heartbroken and still wanting to be with Dawson Mm -hmm. at the beginning of Mm -hmm. the season. And then when they got erupt in that fight, you know, about Nikki, Mm -hmm. she realized like she just needs to move on and let go, you know? And she has, she's admitting that she, she has started that process. She still has feelings for him, obviously, but she doesn't have the same level of feelings that she once did. It's in the past tense. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Pacey does a good job of not really reacting to that. Like he's, <laughs> he keeps it tight. He keeps it close to the belt. 
and he then he gives actually one of my favorite speeches and he says um you want to know something miss josephine potter i think the world may just surprise you yet you fall in love and it doesn't work out and you think it will never happen again but it does believe me it does in the strangest of places yeah totally and she it's, asks sorry it's super sweet you know it's great yeah and and she sort of asks him well what makes you such an expert on this and then he deflects and says it's because he's an actor and actors need to know human nature mm-hmm. so yeah like and then they they're like sort of yeah and then pacey's like oh yikes i actually think your date is here <laughs> it's not over yeah yeah and you're kind of like how does he know who aj is <laughs> Oh, yeah, he saw him at the beginning. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. So he's like, okay. you know, Pacey tells her, like, go on, go. And and she's like, he's like, you know, you want to. And she hands him her soda and leaves. He's <laughs> like, damn, Joe, take this and then I'm going to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pacey looks, I mean, he looks sad. He really does. He does. Yeah, yeah totally. And then, and then, dear God, Henry is in the rafters yelling to Jen and everyone is shook. We're on Pacey's face and we just hear this, Jen! <laughs> and Pacey like looks up. We see everyone look up and there's fucking Henry in the, the rafters fuck? shouting Jen's name. Yeah. What the fuck? Also, my note was what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and eh. Jen's like, get the fuck down. What are you doing up there? And Henry's like, I just want you to admit it. Yeah. And she's like, admit what? And he's like, say, I, Jen Lindley, am embarrassed to be on a date with Henry Parker. He makes her repeat that. He makes her say it aloud. Like I a cannot believe she just does not leave the restaurant. I would just leave the restaurant. I'd be like, okay, thank you. She's You're like, on this raptor. Okay. Goodbye. And then she's like, and say you've been spending the past five months making me miserable to ignore the fact that you like me. Uh And she was like, hard pass. I will not fucking say that. She says, Henry, get down. I'm not fucking saying that because it's, she's, she hasn't been doing that. I know. I know. We've been talking about it that like, even if she has developed feelings for him at this point and like, yeah, this like yeah, the maybe storytelling she spent of the this... last like three weeks doing not yeah. making him miserable, but like confusing him yeah, yeah. to ignore the fact that she likes him right. for sure. But right. five months? No, no, no. So it's weird. It's so it's like this to me is like kind of unforgivable. Like the fact that like a huge portion of their class is there. Yeah, like it's like this weird public de- calling out of this. <laughs> Like he's creating a narrative that actually isn't true, and right. he's yelling it to the whole class. <laughs> yeah, Fuck that super shit. weird. Yeah, yeah. So we go outside then, and AJ and Joey are like talking, and he's like, you know, I wanted to ask you like what you meant earlier. Yeah, she's like, like why are you here? And he's <laughs> like, and he's like, oh, I actually didn't leave. I was <laughs> um, just in I, the parking lot. In the parking lot, you know, and he. I, I kind of like this part. Yeah. Yeah. Me <laughs> He's too. like, look, sometimes people say things to you and you like spin them over in your head. And that opportunity for you to ask them what that meant is very small. Mm-hmm. And like that window closes very soon. So I actually wanted to come and ask you like, what happened? Like I kissed you and then you, you left and, or you wanted to leave. And right. I, I just want to like, I, I actually, I think it's such an interesting thing. Cause he's like, did I, 
cross a line or a boundary? And did I do something that made you uncomfortable? And like, I'm not good with girls. So I, I don't, I want to learn from this this instance right because like joey joey's like you know i panicked i don't have grace under pressure and then aj's like well you know this was a kiss it like wasn't the running of the bulls in pamplona which i'm just like do you have to just like make these references every time dude and, and it's a false equivalence like okay you're not smart like a kid oh, you could have found something better also but like whatever who cares okay so joey's like you know you kiss me and i realized that i was standing with this person who has skipped a million grades and knows everything about everything and i knew that when you stop kissing me you would realize you made a mistake because most things you talk about like i don't know what they are so it's like her insecurities come out right and also admitting like i just think we're at different places in our life like you know like i so like yeah like i find you to be compelling and interesting and the type of guy that i would like to see myself with but like i i would never get over the fact that i would feel insecure around you because i'm 16 and live in cape side right you know what it kind of reminds me of i mean maybe this is a weird comparison to make Hmm. but you know marilyn monroe when she was dating both of the kennedys Uh uh-huh had like a notebook that she kept where Uh like when they would say things they would like she would write it down and like it was this kind of controversial thing because people thought maybe there were state secrets in there like that they were at these things and the kennedys were talking and like whatever but she would like write it down and look it up because like she didn't always know what was happening you know and like and and it's kind of like that right i mean not that joey's in marilyn monroe but like um, in fact, Michelle Williams has played Marilyn Monroe um, yeah. but, and ja- and Katie Holmes has played Jackie. But, um, you know, it's more like that thing of like, I know, like, you know, so much. And I think right. that there is a way that when you're young, sometimes that's really like intimidating and maybe not even when you're young, because sometimes people th- think that I know so much and are intimidated by that. And I'm like, honestly, I know all the time. I know random facts about weird shit. Or you just know what you're interested in. (laughs) Like, you know, like I don't really know that much about music history. So like people talk about that and I'm like, my eyes are glazed over. Like, you know, and I'm not saying that this is unimportant. I'm just saying like, I actually know nothing about this. So I, I, and the amount of time it would take me to learn it. Like I don't have right now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, 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 and like, you know, I think that there, we all have our things that we're like, whatever. And I get that, like, traditionally speaking, someone who can quote literature at you and like, talk about these scientific things and like, knows history, like, traditionally speaking, those are things where you're like, oh, my God, like, what a brilliant blah, 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 blah. And like, that's not really true. You know, I mean, she probably knows more about the labor law than he does. (laughs) I mean, I think she probably knows more about labor than she yeah, than he does exactly. period yeah you know, like there are things that like she knows about but yeah i i agree yeah, yeah definitely so you know he's like and he's like yeah but i know nothing about girls you know uh-huh and like you can see where he's like well i hear you but like i i am immature in this other way you know so the reason why i would like I'd be interested in you is because like we're actually at the same level of this in this way. Okay. So I, I had a little note about some of this exchange because it feeds into my Joey as a bisexual um, theory. <laughs> so Henry or not, what's his name? AJ. Sorry. AJ, AJ says, I can't keep track of all the men we can't stand on this show right now. I know. Um, so 
AJ says, I wish I knew more about pretty girls, their hopes and dreams, what makes them tick, which is like a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. And Joey <laughs> says, Joey says, me too. And I'm like, <laughs> Joey also would like to know about pretty girls and what makes them tick. Yeah. I mean, is this my confirmation I, that Joey I Potter think, is a bisexual? I think so. I'm taking that up as okay. such. Okay. I, I'm, I'm allowing you to. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you confirmation it's canon now thank you very much okay so joey's like oh we didn't get to see the northern lights and aj's like next time yeah okay i know it's like very rare we've already talked about this like it's fine whatever and he's like actually i've i've seen them before Uh uh-huh and this scene she's like tell me about it don't you feel you're such similar to jack yeah tell me about sex like she's always asking guys like Oh, you've had these experiences. Tell no, me about them it. because I'll never have that experience. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Northern Lights? I haven't. No. no. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I was in Alaska with the midnight sun. So you, oh. it needs to be dark to see the Northern sure. Lights. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have never either. Yeah. It's on my bucket list. Same, same, same. Yeah. Um, if you go to Roxanne Gay's Instagram, she's been seeing, she's in Iceland right now and she's been seeing a lot of people. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's yeah. a, it's a prevalent around the equinoxes. So, oh. and we're right around, you know, the yeah. September yeah. 21st is the equinox. Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, so we go back to the after party, uh, which is being cleaned up mostly by Jack and Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah, it and- does. Jack's really sweet and he's like sorry dad couldn't be here like mm-hmm. you know and you can see like again we've talked about like their relationship you mm-hmm. know and he's just like I know that probably would have been important to you so mm-hmm. like I want to give you this space and Andy is like yeah like I- I'm kind of stoked about it like this was actually a really amazing experience for me like I was able to be someone with new people and all these people people didn't know about my past. They didn't know about what happened last year. And like, you know, and this is when we're reminded, like Andy is so similar to Jen and Joey, where they want to be able to grow and not have the, the, you know, stigma of their past. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. To be held back from like their past, you know, that like all that, like they she didn't, Andy didn't get a say in her mental health. Like, you well, know, it's, like, it's a part of her, but exactly. But this wasn't a choice that she made. It was something that was like thrust on her, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like to the complicatedness of being held back by something that like you can't help yeah. is, you know, it's super interesting. Yeah. Cause like, you know, she's like, it was kind of nice to have all these people that like, don't know that part of me, like really believe in me and who I am now. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the whole night I felt like, like really myself, like I felt like mm-hmm. me and Jack's just like super great. And is like, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. Yeah, exactly. And then Andy like lets him in to this part of her. And she's like, you know, at the hospital, I had this mantra mm-hmm. and it was structure and purpose. Um, yeah. And she's like, you know, she was like, it's not, it was nice to have something to hold on to that wasn't another person. Yeah. And this is like, again, remembering that like, as much as we loved Andy and Pacey, their vibe wasn't it, necessarily healthy. Yeah, you know, it, it was particularly she, bordering on unhealthy by the time yeah. she was, you know, towards the end of the season. Yeah. Because she was holding on to Pacey to give her stability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not working on 
providing that for herself. Right. And that's one of the most important things you can do in a relationship is like not count on someone to provide your own safety, your own, um, identity, your own coping skills, you know, like you need to do that yourself. Yeah. And Jack's like, are you really okay? And Andy's like, yeah, like I'm actually really great. And then he kind of like looks to Pacey who's outside, you know, on like on the porch and like, you know, Jack kind of is, is like motioning to her, like you should go talk to him. I know. Um, Cause so that's why he's checking in with her about how okay she is. Cause she's like, he's like, yeah, are like, you are you go? ready to, yeah. you know, go have this to conversation, deal with this, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. And it's interesting. Cause we've always talked about this, the parallel of, of Dawson and Joey versus the parallel of um, Andy and Pacey mm-hmm. and like the aftermath of their relationship and then building a friendship, you know? Yeah. And it just so much more, Personally, I think it's just so much more compelling to see Andy and Pacey because this scene is so sweet. Totally. Because she goes up to him outside mm-hmm. and, you know, he's he's looking bummed. I mean, he's, yeah, there's no she's way like, around I, it. Yeah. I noticed you weren't the life of the party, mm-hmm. you know, and I also noticed your parents weren't there. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's kind of sad they couldn't see the star. And, yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know, well, a lot like, of people couldn't be here. So, you know, say la vie. Yeah. And he's like, and honestly, everyone knows the real star was you. Like, where we just come in as actors and just get on stage and get all the credit. But you're the one who made all this happen. And you were amazing. You know, I kind of feel like that little nod is like a nod to the crew of Dawson's Creek from the like creative people who are like, you know, this is the thing. It's kind of like said as like the thing about the crew is that the crew does all the work. Right. You know, and I think it was like a little like wink to those people who made the show run. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> and he she's like, I bet you're probably stoked. They're going to get a guaranteed seat. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah. And that that probably disappoints you. Yeah. You know, and they're actually like having this conversation about like the imbalances in their relationship. You yeah, know? definitely. Cause, cause she's like, you know, I'm not disappointed. Like, yeah. And she's like, look, I think I've, there's this thing that girls are taught and that girls <laughs> yeah. try to do. And yeah. that's to, ch- it's to try to change a man. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I was wrong. Yeah. She, and, but she's like, you know, in your defense, I wasn't exactly a luxury model. I had fixer upper written all over me. And she kind of jokes with him. You were priced to sell. Right. And then Pacey says I was damaged goods, which I was like, Ooh, unpacked that man. I know. Yeah. That's coming off like of the thing tomorrow- Jen would say. Yeah. Come of- off of Miss Jacobs thing. Yeah. Yeah. And Pacey. And then Andy tells him I was wrong. There was never anything about you that needed fixing up. There never was. And there never will be because you're perfect as is. Yeah, and it's really sweet. It's you know? super sweet. And, and I, it's like, we've talked about this before, you know, this imbalance in their relationship. Like, mm-hmm. she wanted him to be a good student. And, like, it, it's, like, an impossible hill for him to climb. Mm-hmm. Not because he can't be a good student, but because we have Cape Side has a fucked up educational system. <laughs> yeah, and I think also, like, there's something about, I mean, it was, like, this was a little before Bridget Jones's diary, but it kind of reminded me of that line in Bridget Jones's diary where, you know, Mr. Darcy tells her you're perfect just as you are. Mm. Um, and like, 
I think there's so often we don't see the women. We don't see it this way where like she tells him that like right. she tells him. And I think like, cause I think the thing she says is true that like women are kind of trained that they need to like, yeah, that we're supposed to put men. in the free emotional labor mm-hmm. to fix men. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like, there's a part of me that's like, I get it. Our society doesn't raise men in a way that's like really yeah, conducive yeah, no, to social sides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so like women kind of have to take on this thing and that sucks. But also like the fact that she really acknowledges him and is like, and says this like actually really romantic line, like this, right. you're perfect the way you are. And Paisley says to her, like, you too. And they have this really nice hug. And it's this great hug, like a better hug than we've seen them have. Yeah. You know, and at all. And then really. it's also really sweet and interesting because she kind of pulls away and she's like, I'm I'm not there yet. Like you could see she was catching feelings mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that this is so important, you know, that she's just like, ooh, I can't do that. And he's yeah. like, yeah, okay. You know, like, and they're you know, choosing to be broken up They're, you know, they're, they're broken up and they're trying to pursue this other dynamic between them as people that really love and care about each other. And like, you know, and they're both honestly agreeing that they're not going to try to fix each other. There's going to be there for each other. Right. It's like, it's this like kind of nebulous steps towards friendship or, or something like friendship, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, whether or not they choose to be like super in each other's lives or not, who knows, but like, you know, that like, we're cool. We're okay. And like, and like, actually the thing that I really needed to do to get past you or get sort of away from you because if you know like remember was it last episode of the episode before where they were having the fight about like this is my thing right and it's like you know they're kind of having to be together made them have to like really get through this shit right you know and so so andy like this feels like the old andy that we know and love like this whole episode i feel like feels like that old Andy so it's like I think that's maybe even the most frustrating part for me is that like she's there it's like when the writers do write something for her it's there no I completely agree I mean we've seen the old Andy in the past like three episodes Mm -hmm, or so you mm -hmm. know and you're like finally you know and it it, it's just it is disappointing to be honest because I like Andy so much and like it just is disappointing that like they fucked around did. with it yeah 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 because when we see her being really dynamic it's so interesting and, she's, and i think her relationship with jack is so interesting you know and i like, think her relationship with all of them are interesting mm-hmm. like that's the thing is that like these relationships with with even her relationship with jen or with you know dawson or with Pacey, well, i mean I she mean, her joey. and joey like joey they're the Andy's the only other one Joey's actually friends with right. <laughs> the premiere episode. She was, she was excited to go see Andy. Like she was absolutely like, this is my friend, you know? Yeah. And like, so that's awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <sighs> totally. So, so they kind of walk off making small talk, Pacey and Andy and like, you know, they have a nice, yeah. Moment. She's just kind of like, what should my next project be? Yeah. Like, you know, they're, they're definitely like just, being confidants to each other and yeah and like using that like shared intimacy they had in this like other way right. I, I like it. it it feels healthy to me same so we, so go, we go to henry and jen who are right. i think walking towards jen's house 
I think so. And yeah. Henry's kind of like talking about being depressed. He's and like, I can't remember the last time I felt this depressed. And Jen's like, kind of oh, like 10 minutes ago. And it's just like, it's super dramatic. Yeah. It's believable. I'm not going to talk shit, but it's hard. Yeah. And Jen's like, you're not going to get any sympathy from me. Like, yeah. Like, and she's just kind of like, you need to cool it with these grand gestures. It's total bullshit. Mm-hmm. She, she doesn't say this, but like what I'm saying is she's like, look, I could have been with the grand gesture guy, Pacey. Yeah. And it wasn't for me. So yeah. that's not my vibe. Yeah. Although Pacey would never do the make you repeat things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think Pacey's grand gestures are actually more thoughtful, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just obviously we love Pacey. So there's more dynamic. But uh, yeah, like yeah. it's like, OK, she's like, you need to stop like being the artist Christo. Mm-hmm. And like and he's like, who's that? And she stops from herself from telling him because they're just so different Mm -hmm. and this is kind of what i was saying in the last episode is like jen actually does want someone who's like dynamic like her as well yeah that like no like she's from new york so she just knows other like you know yeah it it, it is what it is you know and so Mm -hmm. you know he's this is like this famous artist like yeah yeah yeah. but all those um umbrellas on the side of the five when we were kids oh okay yeah. Yeah. Um, and but it, whatever. But Henry's like, you know, I just want you to be like, I like just know you and I want to be, I want to know you and I want to be honest with you, like totally and completely. And Jen's kind of like, Henry, no she's one's like, ever completely honest. That doesn't exist, you know? And she's like, maybe when we're kids. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, I can be completely honest. And then she's like, well, I guess that's true. Like, I don't know what it is about you, but you have that like thing that children have. (laughs) And I like, this is my thing is like, I guess they're trying to contrast Jen and Henry that like Henry is this sort of childlike guy and Jen like lost her childhood a long time ago. I think it's supposed to be like Jen didn't get to have a childhood. So she could have that with Henry and that's something that like she would benefit from experiencing. (laughs) It just kind of makes me sad for Jen and sad for Henry. I have to say. I completely agree because like, I think Henry's right. He can be honest, but it's again, only honest about his experience. And it's like what Jen really wants, I don't think is necessarily honesty as much as it's understanding Mm -hmm. and like, you know, empathy and uh, you know, I I think when she was shocked that he didn't take the history of her past as like being an asshole, he was like, well, why would I do that? You know, so it's like he didn't understand her feelings. And I also think that just like he's I think that he really doesn't understand her. Exactly. And I. And I think that's her kind of hesitation. And I mean, like, just this whole thing is making me very sad for both of them because, like, I don't really know what they could possibly offer each other. Right. I mean, like, the only thing is I think Jen does need to have a relationship. Like, sure. And she's super scared of that because sure. she's only been hurt in the one she's had. Sure. So, like, I want that for her. And I think that she's immature within her relationship experience. So, like, you could see why she would this could be something intoxicating to her, you uh-huh, know, uh-huh. because while she has sexual experience, she doesn't have relationship experience in my opinion. Um, 
So you can kind of get that vibe, but it's just like, I don't know why they think that the writers are like, Oh yeah, this guy, Henry, y'all are going to like him. Right. And then she kisses him. Yeah. Yep. She does. She kisses him. Um, and then like he, then like, like, cause he's like, tell me what you're thinking. And she goes in and kisses him. Yeah. And then he's like shook and then they make out. Yeah. And like, again, this is a total authentic 16 year old experience, you know, where she's (laughs) like, okay, like this guy's a total weirdo. It's, I kind of find it charming and endearing in this one way, but I also find it like unnerving and, and disturbing in this other way. Mm -hmm. And like, but like, he's super into me and like, I don't exactly trust myself around my judgment of men. So like, what if I just make out with this guy? Like what, why don't I just go for it? And I, and I think that that's just like a common 16 year old teenage experience. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's odd, but here we are. Um, they finally kissed without him paying money for it. Yeah. Um, so then we go to Joey's where Joey's getting dropped off and Bessie sort of comes outside and is like, Oh, the boy we both know is waiting here to see you. Yeah, and, and you as think it's Pacey. Viewer, yeah, we're like, ooh, what? Yeah. yeah. She walks over to like a fire pit and Adirondack chairs, and it's Dawson. It's Dawson. And he's and they like, kind of are just a little bit like a, you know, to compare it to Andy and Pacey, I don't like it as much, but to compare it to the, the history of Dawson and Joey, I think it's a good moment. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Because like they're both because, a little bit awkward. Because yeah, he's cause like, it, I'm so sorry to showed up like this. Like, like after your date. Yeah. You know? and, and she's a little bit defensive. Like, how did you know I was on a date? And yeah, he's like, like Pacey is that what told this is me. about? Like, yeah. you know, and she is a little bit nervous because a lot. That this is a raw point in their relationship. Absolutely, absolutely, and like. And he comes out of the gates like, I'm not jealous. Yeah. And like, I don't like, you don't have to explain to me, like, if anyone has to explain, it's like me showing up here yeah, unannounced. Like, here. Exactly. And she's like, okay, well, so why are you here then? And he's like, I just like really needed to see you. Yeah. He's like, I really needed to see you because I'm feeling lost. <laughs> I know. And like on the one hand, like I think this is what you do with your best friends. You're like, I just, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm super lost. Yeah. Like, I, can you help me? Yeah, you know? Yeah. So like, I appreciate that. On the other hand, like I just, their relationship is super toxic. So it's like, I have a lot of trauma and triggers from <laughs> that. So it's hard for me to have him just show up yeah. because he needs her to perform emotional labor. Well, and yes, I agree with that. And I think my because thing, you kind of wish that he's like, I'm not jealous about the date. I know you told me you want me to ask about it. So I'm going to ask about it. And then I'm going to ask for this emotional labor. I want. Yeah. Cause my thing is like in some world, this is like the point where their relationship, their friendship sort of writes itself. Right. Mm-hmm. That like, she goes on this date. He's like, don't no problems with that. Like, okay. Yeah. And he does what she wants and asks her about it. Right. And he's like, you know, I don't like 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 that he doesn't care that he gets to be her friend and ask her about the date and then like she gets to be a friend to him like right to me like like in that in some other world that happens and we like write this friendship right um, and you know write the ship that has like completely sunk basically between the two of them and not necessarily a romantic ship but like a Mm -hmm. friendship you know and and Joey's like well you know like look Dawson like 
you're feeling lost. Like, how'd you think you were going to feel? <laughs> like, I know she, I mean, she's straight up and I love her for this. Yeah. She's just like, what the fuck did you think would happen? You take off all the posters off your wall and you drop your film class. And then what, like you were, you thought like your privilege was just going to like immediately show you what you were yeah. supposed to do next. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, this is like a common boy girl <laughs> traditional binary because yeah. women tend to have to like, um, make a plan for everything mm. and like think about contingencies because we're not guaranteed safety mm-hmm. and security. Mm-hmm. So like to make a choice like that big and mm. make these big decisions, you would have to have like, okay, well, this is what I think would happen. These yeah. are where's my pro con list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, these are the like contingency plans and this is what I'm hoping to accomplish out of this experience. Exactly. And Dawson's like, you know, I didn't think about it. I just did it. And Joey's like, well, you know, here we are. <laughs> yeah. If you do something about a plan, then you're going to fucking be lost. Yeah. So she tells him, like, she thinks that he lost his true north, the fixed point in the night sky that you guide yourself by. And then it gets dark as fuck because Dawson's yeah. like, what's your true north? And she says, I don't think I have one. It's really weird. I don't really know what they're talking about. Like, I mean, I understand what you're true. I understand that you could have like your moral compass. It would maybe be your true north or some, or your, your goals would be your true north. But like, yeah, I guess are we supposed to take away that she feels lost or that like she used to think that her true north was Dawson and now it isn't anymore. I think that's, I think that point is what like I kind of felt Mm -hmm. and like that she is sort of lost too. Right. You know, and even after this conversation with AJ, it's like, you know, sure, she has these hopes and dreams and she has like told someone else about them, which is like kind of stunning for Joey to do if you really think about it. Right. You know, like, but, but she doesn't like, maybe that's it, but like, maybe she doesn't really know yet if that's the thing. Yeah. If this like trajectory towards an ivy league education particularly you know right yeah or like i guess she got a little taste of like ooh, i might still feel just as insecure in this yeah you feel secure yeah you know yeah. um and, and of, like of course just, oh sorry good yeah <laughs> it's just like interesting i think like the way that they they see each other and they talk about each other. Like mm-hmm. she would say her true North is Dawson and Dawson's there being like, what's a true North. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, they're very much not on the same wavelength. Seemingly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So of course at this point, Dawson looks up in the sky and goes, what's that? Yeah. And it's the Northern lights. <laughs> yeah. And she's she just laughs and she's like, I've been waiting all night for yeah. this event. And of course it happens with you, Dawson. Right. Like, not with the guy I was on the date with, but of course it happens with you. Dawson's like, is that a bad thing? And Joey's like, no, it's just typical, you know, and predictable, which is like, I think that's really true, right? No, because every, yeah, like, like all of her big moments she shared with Dawson. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense. Like the first time you'd see this incredible event that like is on Julia and my bucket list would be with the guy you've shared every other event in your life with. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like, it's a predictable ending to the show as well, where it's like, Oh, there's their soulmates. Dawson and Joey. Yeah. It's always Dawson and Joey. And you're like, I don't know. It, It, to me, it just is like, it's such an eye roll. 
I agree. I, I, you know, I mean, it's like, it's a Chekhov's gun in a certain way. Like they're talking about the Northern Lights the whole time. So of course they're going to fucking see him at some point. And yeah, yeah. But like, and you know, it's weird because it's like, they are such a magical thing that happens, right? you know, in this world. And like, that's so cool. But there's also just like, it's like we don't re- we don't come to any kind of conclusion and and mm-hmm. not that i think that we always have to come to a conclusion but it's just kind of like okay everyone's lost yeah except for pacey and andy who are like you know cool getting the, better with each they're other they're lost but they're like yeah on the yeah. path to finding a little bit more you know sense of direction yeah exactly so it's just like and hen- i mean it, 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 yeah it's a weird ending. It feels like a non-ending. Yeah. And we're just supposed to be like, especially since like coming off of this cliffhanger mm-hmm. of the last episode, I remember like coming like, Oh my God, like yeah. waiting on pins at? and needles till the next episode. Yeah. And then you're like, this is what we get. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're supposed to be like, don't forget Dawson and Joey. And yeah. you're like, no, like I haven't forgot about we that know. toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually hoping for Joey to move beyond that and also Dawson to move beyond that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so just ending it with like trying to make this like complicatedness about it. Yeah. It it's hard because I felt like the complicatedness of the, this new revelation about Pacey, maybe liking Joey was better served in the scene between Pacey and Dawson. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, and also like the scenes between Pacey and Joey. Yeah. Of like, you know, he kind of has to watch her do this, even though he's having these feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I mean, I, there's and a- he's asking himself like, okay, I think I like this girl and it would be so like complicated for me to actually do something about it. Right. And she's actually not expressed any interest. In fact, she's pursuing a relationship with someone else. And right. as her friend, I need to do that. And that's this like complicated thing about being friends with someone that you might yeah. have like more than feel, you know, more than mm-hmm. friendship feelings towards. And which again is the thesis of this show. Right. And it's like, you know, I, I mean, like I said, there are parts of the episode that I love, you know, those, there are there are these certain moments that I think stand out and are great. The Pacey and Andy that mm-hmm. the a couple of the little the little um, things between Pacey and Joey, um, the Jack and Andy stuff, you know, yeah. those things I think are so great. I mean, I just it's hard because like I really can't stand Henry and I really can't stand AJ. I know. So it's like this episode is just chock a block full of people that I'm like, oh my god, get get out of my face. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of get mad that you're like, why can't they just write these characters better? Yeah, I know. Um, but you know, Aaron. So next who are you week... rooting for? Oh wait, <laughs> what happens next week? Valentine's Day is oh. next week. So everyone just get some chocolates. Yeah. You know, your candy hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Conversation hearts. <laughs> We're going for it. Yep. Who are you rooting for? I think the only person I'm rooting for at this point is Andy. I mean, a Jack maybe. Yeah. Too. He was so small. He was so small in this episode. But yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Andy. I'm rooting for. Yeah, that's it. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's like, yeah, everyone else seems to be making horrible decisions. So, 
Right. And you're just like, Oh God, you know, super hard to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't, yeah. It's, it's a little, uh, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm glad we got the Andy stuff in this episode. Yeah, because we've been asking for it the whole season. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Don't we get to hear about her experience in, you know, the clinic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, not not much to really grab onto in this one. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're in it. And and next week we're going to have some Valentine's Day shenanigans. Exactly. Exactly. So for a listener corner, uh-huh. I forgot to write one down. Okay. So I'm going to ask what my Spanish teacher asked me, Natalia in Argentina. Okay. <laughs> What's your book about? <laughs> and since <laughs> my Spanish, I was like, como se dice toxic masculinity. <laughs> since my Spanish is, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is our book about as told to a little kid <laughs> as told to a little kid because those that's the way i can speak spanish <laughs> okay um i would say like i said a few weeks ago our book is a love letter to dawson's creek mm-hmm. um it is a it we use quotes from the show mm-hmm. to talk about why the show was important why it still matters yeah um and how our relationship our relationship to it has changed in the 20 plus years since it aired. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, to, to be quite succinct about it, I mean, now, you know, the thing we do is we break out different sections on like, Hey, let's talk about feminism. Yeah. That's let's... what I was telling her. I was like the different chapters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Aaron, Aaron wrote a great essay about season three and what it meant to her. Um, and, you know, we talk in different chapters about feminism and and um, queer representation, yeah, friendship, mental health, mental like just health, yeah, the importance of representation of different you know experiences on TV, yeah, and modern you know modern love in the sense that like you know this these are people that create found family or chosen family. Mm-hmm. These are people that stick by each other. There are, I mean, <laughs> for some of you people who think we're too hard on Dawson, there are two chapters about <laughs> us not liking Dawson. So prepare, prepare yourselves. <laughs> um, but also talking, you know, also I think there are times when we give him credit um, uh, and, and it is, it covers all six seasons. So I'm not going to talk about every single part of it, but like, you know, there's a relationship that happens with Dawson in season five that we talk about you know, actually mm-hmm. some pretty like, you know, warm feelings towards. Um, right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's what I would say. I would say that for your friends who are Dawson's Creek fans or watched it, you know, mm-hmm. in 1998 or whatever, like, I think they'll be really happy with it. Um, you know, but also, it's a book that sort of, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you'll recognize a lot of what we're saying right? in it. But, you know, basically the argument that we're saying and the thing that we're trying to, to, to think about is like, why has this show particularly been so maligned over the years? Um, mm-hmm. And 
even though even she knows the show, she lives in Argentina. Right. <laughs> she knows the show. She grew up with it. It was yeah. a, a, like, well, she all of her friends know the show. Yeah. So it, it's this like thing that every millennial is familiar with, you know, <laughs> I and was like, I was like, Kenosis Dawson's Creek. And she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of these things where I think like. I think, and we talk about it a little bit on the podcast, I have talked about it and we'll talk about it more, but that like, you know, this was a show that really like, it was for teen girls. I yeah. mean, specifically teen girls. Sure, there were some guys that watched it, but like, it was a show for teen girls. And I think that a lot of the sort of m- maligning um, of the show comes from that fact. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because a lot of my friends it's one of those things where like, I feel like I've always shared this show with you and like some of our other friends, but like, it's not a show that I necessarily am like, Oh my God, you have to watch this. You right. know, like I don't like push it on people. Right. And then when, when we started doing this, a bunch of my friends were like, seriously, you're doing a show about Dawson's Creek. Like, are you that <laughs> big of a fan? And I was like, I mean, yeah, kind of, you know, like, um, and I, um, so and then, like, a bunch of my friends who are, like, adults now, like, are, who didn't watch it or, mm-hmm. like, or who are maybe are a little older or a little younger, just didn't watch it. They're, like, watching it. And so, like, right. I, I have, like, multiple people in my life right now that are, like, oh, my God. And they're kind of, like, this is actually pretty entertaining. Right. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, like, sure, there are cheesy moments and, like, whatever. It's a soap opera. It's a teen soap opera. Mm-hmm. But, like it actually tackled so much that wasn't really the way that it was being tackled on other shows at the time was much more like a very special episode of. Right. Yeah. And so not saying that shows like Blossom or shows like 90210 or shows like those shows did deal with a lot of this stuff, but like it's, and like Buffy dealt with it, but like in a totally different way. And it has a, that whole metaphor of like high school as hell thing going on. You know, like this was one that was like really rooted in reality and like rooted in these kids that like felt really real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, exactly. And they, it takes the experiences that teenagers have seriously. Exactly. So. And it, and those things I think do need to be taken seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's easy. Because when you're a teen, you're taking them seriously. So you don't want to be gaslit. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's easy as an adult to be like, to look at teenagers saying like, oh my God, you know, like, oh, it's so hard. Um, And be like, dude, I got to fucking pay rent. And I got to like, you know, deal with my aging parents. And like, there's things that like stack up on you as an adult that like, are, you know, are serious shit. And so it's easy to look at a teenager and be like, what? You've got fucking homework and you've got, you know, like, or whatever. Right. And and my thing is, like, I think that's really unfair. And I think, like, y- there was a time where we had to go through all that shit. And it was really important to us. Right. Exactly. And that's yeah. okay. You know. No, I definitely think one of our biggest problems in society is that we gaslight kids and yeah. we look at the future generations as being like lazy or being yeah. this or being that yeah. instead of looking to them as the leaders, you know, yeah. and I hope that millennials will change that opinion as we look. And Zoomers. To, yeah, because we're going to look at Zoomers being like, OK, I don't 
that's not the way I thought feminism was, but I love that what you're saying <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. your earth that you're going to inherit. So, yeah. okay. I yeah. will agree with you on that, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. instead of doing what boomers did is like, well, when you're older, you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, eh. Yeah, sorry guys. I'm becoming less conservative as I get older. <laughs> I know, exactly. Which is saying say something. That to me. And I was like, yes, dad, I think when I'm older, I will want to pay less taxes. That is a fundamental truth. Sure. Will I want to compromise and deal with white supremacists and homophobic racist piece of shit? Absolutely not. You're nope. making a deal with the devil. Yep. I said that to my dad when I was 16. I said that to him now. Absolutely not. And unfortunately, he didn't listen to me then. And it took him like 20 years to realize that my brother and I were telling the truth. Yep. 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 You know, I do. I do know. I've been told that as well. Yeah. (laughs) Not by my parents who, (laughs) you know, are pretty liberal still. But, um, you know, yeah. And I think my mother's only getting more liberal with age, too. Yeah, wildly, my parents are... Yeah, your, your parents are definitely getting more day. liberal with age. Yeah. Yeah. It's shocking. Sh- I mean, truly shocking. <laughs> and I couldn't be gladder for for it. Me, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah, with that, um, we want to remind you to write our uh, pre-order our book. Yep. It's coming out. Uh, this month oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it might be it's a, I have to I will confirm on this podcast when the books actually ship from the printer okay because there are printing right now in general in America is having some delays because of COVID and also because of uh, Trump's um, trade war with Canada um, it's a real mess but right. y'all don't need to know all the weeds of that anyway <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we want to shout out this week um, the Raven Bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, maybe give them a little pre-order. Yeah, they do. Also, guys, they do great um, T-shirts. Look at their T-shirts. They're awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, we hope y'all are staying safe and cool if you're in the west coast um free from smoke (laughs) yes yes climate climate change is real yeah Um, and we're living through it here on the the west coast yeah so you know it's we're also please 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 make sure you're registered to vote and vote Mm -hmm. um you should be able to vote early in some places in california we're able to vote um by the time this podcast comes out. So please look to your local secretary of state and see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's where you get all your election info. Um, It's super important. Sorry to our international listeners, but. (laughs) Yeah, but but you're affected by this too. (laughs) Yeah, and also I I don't know how it works in your country, but we're facing a real awakening within our whole world. So Mm. I'm sure you have some important things happening in your neck of the woods as well. Yeah. and if you want us to shout any of those out on the podcast, you can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We're very interested in what's happening and where you're at. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at Go Freaking Crazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. Please like to subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Uh, Thank you so much for those of you who have. It really helps us when you do that. We would like to thank, as always, Andrew Bush for recording us in our normal times. Uh, Can't wait to see your bright, shiny face again. 
My uh, social media is Pesty1079. You can follow me on either of those to hear me screaming about politics, mostly. <laughs> um, uh, Rare Bird books can be found online at rarebirdlit.com and on social media at rarebirdlit. This has been a Rare Bird production. I don't want to wait.